but it's like we did we did skip out on middle linebacker that remains a big need going into the season and one of these guys Klein Bernard Dodson one of those guys are gonna be starting in the middle of the defense and that gives me a little hesitation how about you yeah I don't know what they're doing at middle linebacker I'm just gonna put it out there like (laughs) that don't know what they're doing Welcome to the show. It's Ryan O'Leary here, joined by my good friend, Nick Woten. It's the Bill's Wire podcast. We're powered by the USA Today Network. You can find us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and hit subscribe if you like what you hear. Nick, how the hell are you, my man? I am good. I'm good. How are you, Ryan? I'm finally caught up on some energy from, uh, yeah, it's it's a busy day in our world as, uh, you know, writers and whatnot when the NFL draft comes around. Really, the fun is just beginning for us. Um you know, once the once the draft ends, once everyone goes to bed, similar with games, the fun begins for us. And by fun, I mean work, of course. Yeah, no, speak for yourself. You're the one working hard. Uh, my weekend was spent being miserable that the Bruins blew uh, a historic season in the first round of the hockey playoffs. Yeah, I'm a Bruins. Happen, yes. Yeah, I'm a Bruins fan, and I I'm still in a fog. We're recording on Tuesday, still in a fog. So uh, happy to be talking uh, about the Bills, especially with what the Bills did on day one of the draft. They trade up. They select a tight end in Dalton Kincaid. They actually give up a fourth rounder to make sure they get him, Nick, uh, which is an interesting move, right? Because they had already they already have Dawson Knox playing on an extension. So I think few people saw them going tight end, especially aggressively trading up to get one. Give me your leadoff take on Dalton Kincaid joining the Bills. Yeah, very interesting. Didn't see the Bills trading up for anyone, let alone a tight end. Um when it was all said and done, hindsight 2020 made sense. I think everybody saw the Cowboys were going to go in this direction. And the Bills, uh, Brandon Bean essentially said that. So uh, traded up, gave up a fourth round pick. Eventually kept trading back because, you know, I, I wasn't busy enough on draft day. So we had to make Nick's life even busier. by Trading back, trading back, trading back. Um, but anyways, on Dalton to Kincaid, yeah. Uh, didn't see the tight end happening. But if you look beneath the surface uh, on this, Ryan, it's, it wasn't the most surprising thing. Um, you know, the Bills, when they were at their best on offense, they had a good option out of the slot. Um, Cole Beasley, you know, uh, age has caught up to him a bit. I, I think everyone can say, uh, and he's probably not going to be back um, with the Bills. So uh, enter Dalton Kincaid instead. Uh, so we'll see what he can do there. Very much a pass catcher out of that that area. He's got to work on his blocking as a pro. But, you know, young guy, still even very young to football. I mean, played one year in high school. so. Very new to football still, and uh, yeah, plenty of room to grow. And uh, really, the 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 the, the tail tail sign is a year ago around this time, a little bit earlier. The Bills made an interesting addition. Uh, they signed OJ Howard, and when you sign a guy like OJ Howard, who comes with some expectations of uh, a former first round pick himself, of course, not in every NFL career uh, goes to plan. And uh, he and eventually was cut by the Bills, but just in signing. O.J. Howard, there's a lot of talk last year that the Bills, they're in the offseason. They're going to have an offense that features two tight ends. You got Dalton. See, I even tweeted about this, Ryan. Get ready for that. I want to call him Dalton Knox now. Uh, Dalton Knox. Knox. It's coming. Jeez, man. Man, this this typo is killing me. Dalton Knox. When you had had Dawson Knox and O.J. Howard, there was this, you know, picture perfect one and two. Well, it didn't work out, and the Bills rolled through last season with just uh, Knox, but clearly they kept on to that desire that they wanted uh, wanted that one-two punch at tight end, and they get kind of a slot receiver all-in-one. So the desire for this had been there for a while, but when you have the likes of you know other needs and uh, positions of interest in the first round, you don't really think about it. So right away, it was a little bit 
of a surprise. But then once you think about it, you, you're kind of like, okay, I can see this. Yep. And, and I think, you know, OJ Howard is a good comp because this is a kind of an athletic player who is he a wide receiver or a tight end? It's hard to tell. And actually, let's listen. Here's what Mel Kuyper said about Kincaid after the Bills uh, drafted him. And so the first tight end goes off the board tonight, was a star basketball player in high school, played only one year of high school football, walked onto the football team, Mel, at the University of San Diego, caught 19 touchdowns there in two seasons, and then found his way to Utah. Yeah, I'll tell you, we talked about the one game for C.J. Stroud, and we talked about one game for Dalton Kincaid, that got everybody's attention, USC game. Vince yep, Easy, yep. he has 16 targets, 16 catches. He's 16 for 16. So, so we'll just cut it there, Nick. But you, you get that, you know, he was a basketball star, right? That's what uh, Mike Green mm-hmm. said on, on ESPN. So basketball star, is he a wide receiver? Is he a tight end? He's kind of one of these hybrid guys. Brandon Bean even, I don't know if he was joking or like what he, he was making stuff up when he was, he was talking about the personnel. You know, I'm not smart enough to talk about 11 personnel or 12 personnel, but like I think 11 personnel is when you have the three wide receivers and 12 is when you have the two tight ends, right, Nick? And Brandon Bean says he's they're going to have an 11 and a half personnel when Kincaid and Dawson Knox are on the field together. Whatever. We're making stuff up there. But I, I think this has been an element of the Bills game that we've been kind of clamoring for, bitching for over the last three years. Something that I just think tight ends help simplify the offense. And I think if you're Brandon Bean, you're watching what other teams are doing to you, most notably teams like the Chiefs and the Bengals, you kind of start to realize that like simplifying things on offense might work to the team's benefit a little bit. Featuring the tight ends more might work to your benefit. Maybe that's what they were thinking when they got O.J. Howard. I think that's a great uh, a great way to put it because having dangerous pass-catching tight ends who can catch creates mismatches. It's just that simple. And I, you know, when I think back to that playoff loss to Cincinnati last year, I mean, do you remember the one Bengals player that was wide open the entire game mm-hmm. against the Bills? It was Hayden yeah. Hurst, random-ass tight end. And the Bengals created all kinds of mismatches with this guy that's not Jamar Chase, it's not T. Higgins that's killing you. It's freaking Hayden Hurst with five catches for 59 yards and a touchdown in that game. It's like, who the hell is this guy? Why can't we cover him? It's just because of the mismatches, right? So, like, I don't know. I'm not, again, I can't I can't break down the X's and O's, Nick. Uh, I'm not smart enough. But, like, more tight ends on the field means the defense has to respond with something. Either more, maybe they have put in more linebackers. And if you have a tight end that can burn a linebacker, even a third linebacker on the other side, you're creating a mismatch. So I just yeah. think this is something we need to do. It's not something the Bills have really done with Josh Allen under center. I think it's a good progression for the offense, and I think that's my big question as I ramble on here. Uh, is this shift coming now? Is this draft pick, this trading up to get Kincaid, is this is this signaling a shift offensively for the Bills where we're going to see two tight ends or at least them featuring the tight end more in the offense going forward? Yeah, I think it's uh, worth mentioning, too, here. I know we've talked about this before, Ryan, that, you know, this is twofold as well going forward. Um, the Bills are going to have to call plays differently with when you have, you know, this different kind of personnel. But also, you know, I've never thought that Josh Allen is a big proponent of going to his tight ends. Uh, yeah, Dawson Knox, I think one season had eight or nine uh touchdowns and that ended up getting an extension but he never really put up crazy numbers um I never thought that Allen really looked for the tight ends very often but I guess there's a different kind of emphasis on it when you have two big name I guess if you will quote unquote tight ends now it's a known thing that you got two tight ends so maybe that's going to kind of change his mindset change his mood towards going to his tight ends um 
but we'll see. We'll see going forward uh, what what this changes kind of Allen's mindset about going to the tight ends a bit. And plus, again, you know, Kincaid is kind of a glorified slot receiver as well. So, um, yeah, going forward, it's going to be interesting. But of course, now, as as it goes every offseason, we get all excited. We watch all these highlights. And now we just got to simply wait until freaking September until any of this comes to fruition. So, <laughs> I mean, it's a great point. I mean, Josh Allen has to throw the ball to the tight end for this. To, for this to work right if you put Dalton Kincaid out there and he is basically a slot receiver as you said Nick but he is a tight end and the defense has to respond to that uh you know it's the same conundrum Travis Kelsey puts teams in with the Chiefs like how do you respond to Kelsey I think how defenses respond to Kelsey how they cover him dictates how much they run the football what they do it's kind of like he's the centerpiece of their offense I, I'm not saying the tight end's the centerpiece of the Bills offense but like if they put Kincaid out there, he's got a clear mismatch. Is is Allen going to go there, or is he going to say, oh, "I'm going to look at Steph Diggs first. You know, I'm going to take a peek at Steph Diggs first. I'm going to see if I have any running lanes. Then I'll look at the, the rookie tight end. You know what I mean? It's a good point. Yeah. It's a good point. Is Josh yeah. going to throw yeah, him the football? A, yeah, it's just you know, I, I teased there. Knox's stats it was nine touchdowns he had in 2021, and that led to his four year extension. So he's going to be around for a bit. Um, you know, with Kincaid at least, and um, yeah, I mean, but Knox is he's never surpassed 600 yards in a season. Um, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't want to be unfair and, you know, compare him to the thousand yard guy that Travis Kelsey has been every single season since 2016. But, um, yeah, you know, when you have an elite tight end that you signed to an extension and he was, you know, he's in the top 10 for paid tight ends, uh, Dawson Knox that is, but still, I mean, it's, you know, he only can do so much when he's, getting so many passes thrown his way. It's uh, definitely, I think, on Allen, as we've kind of teased here, that he's also, you know, he's got he's to look, look for these guys, too. It's not all uh, not all on just them. I mean, you got 65 targets for Dawson Knox last year. You know, that's not, that's not the 100 targets that I'm sure Travis Kelsey is getting per year. I, well, he's getting over 100 catches, excuse me, not, not 100 targets. I don't want to disrespect him like that. So, uh, But I'm sure that adjustment will come. Again, it's it's definitely a, a bigger emphasis when you use a first-round pick to have two tight ends now that are pretty, pretty you know, on paper, pretty damn good. So, uh, yeah, going to be interesting going forward, of course, and, and that's not to waver off of Ken Dorsey either. He's got to adjust his game plan, but... Again, unfortunately, no. As excited as we are for all these fun additions, we only have to wait all the way until freaking September until <laughs> any of this comes to the forefront. Anyways, yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think it's, you know, they they definitely have the pieces now, uh, and, and this was a big move. So you would think that they are going to start to transition and do some of these things in the offense. But as you're saying, Nick, we, we got to wait and see. Definitely an aggressive move, though, right? Moving up, drafting this tight end. They were definitely more pressing needs. When you you talk about, they just signed Dawson Knox. He's one of the probably the top six, seven tight ends in the league. Uh, you could probably put him in that conversation. I mean, he's a pretty good tight end. Uh, he's been around now, so it wasn't a pressing need for the Bills. I think getting another weapon on offense was a pressing need. So I'm not going to bitch about that. We hammered wide receiver to death, right? I know a lot of Bills fans were probably hoping that a trade for DeAndre Hopkins or something like that would happen. Um, obviously it didn't, they, they go tight end. That guy's one interesting cat. You see what he did yesterday? No, I didn't. He was like, he posted a video to his Instagram that was like, who said I want to leave? Oh yeah. Who yeah. Said I want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Bro, you said you want to leave. What are you talking about? I love it here in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, what <laughs> bro? You, it was funny. Everyone in, in the, if you want a good laugh, all the replies were just people sending in caps. 
<laughs> it was a cat. Like, bro, it was you. Quick happen. <laughs> it was hilarious. I mean, NF. I mean, the the weirdest thing with social media is is the NFL players on there because they'll they say stuff on Twitter and then it's like, why are you guys taking me so seriously? This isn't about football. This is about life. And it's like, and then they get mad at fans for thinking everything they tweet about is a, is about football. And it's like, hello, we're, you're talking to football fans here. And I just like, I always find that hilarious. Like the disconnect between what people are saying and, oh, I didn't mean that. That's not what I was saying. I was, I was tweeting about my dog, you know, like, I, I don't know. It's just like, I wasn't tweeting about football. I was tweeting about my dog. Uh, it's like, guys, some, sometimes Twitter, I think with the, uh, with the athletes, it does more harm than good. Cause we have no idea, uh, what the hell they're talking about half the time, what they're saying, what they're trying to say. Steph Diggs is a great example too, with all his cryptic tweets. I have no idea what Steph is talking about half the time. Oh, yeah. Um, but oh, anywho, yeah. <laughs> anywho wide receiver, uh, that would have been a, a move. I don't know if this was the draft to do it. Uh, you know, wide receivers, you know, we really didn't even see those guys coming off the board till later in the, you know, mid midway through the first round. Uh, but there was there were more pressing needs on the team, right, than tight end, Nick. Uh, middle linebacker, definitely a big one. And, and that was one that mm-hmm. I want to chat about. That. They do address linebacker. The Bills drafted one in the third round. They drafted uh, Dorian Williams at a two-lane with the 91st overall pick. Seems like a rangy guy who can cover. Kind of seems like he's cut from the same mold as Tremaine Edmonds, Nick, uh, you know, in terms of, like, the kind of athlete he is. He can run around. He can tackle. Um, but I don't think he projects as, like, middle linebacker. I don't think he projects as like the guy that sl- slides in for Tremaine Edmonds and starts starts in the middle of the defense for the Bills, right? He, I think he, he projects as a weak side guy, developmental kind of guy. Uh, so the Bills now lose Tremaine Edmonds in free agency. They don't replace him in free agency. They don't draft a middle linebacker. And we're heading into the, uh, you know, the actual part, you know, the real meat of the offseason now heading towards training camp. Where is it? Who are we watching? Is it is it AJ Klein? Is it is it Terrell Bernard, who we both think is probably the front runner? Last year's third round pick, Terrell Bernard, who basically played special teams last year. Tyrell Dodson, former undrafted free agent, but he's been in Buffalo for four years, so he's been around. But is is he the guy? Hard to hard to picture that. He had a seventh round pick last year, the Specter Kid. Uh, but like one of those guys is going to fill the Tremaine Edmonds role, right? And I think that is one thing coming out of this draft. Where you know you have all the the fanatic blogs like buffalofanatics.com. I'm probably making that up, but they they give the Bills draft an A. You know everybody's giving the Bills an A. All these fan sites, but it's like we did we did skip out on middle linebacker. That remains a big need going into the season. And one of these guys, Klein, Bernard, Dodson, one of those guys are going to be starting in the middle of the defense, and it, that gives me a little hesitation. How about you? Yeah, I don't know what they're doing at middle linebacker. I'm just going to put it out there like that. <laughs> don't know what they're doing. Um, makes me wonder. Do they really value that position? Has their thoughts changed? I mean, no matter what the dollar figure that that the Bears offered and landed uh, with Tremaine Edmonds, the Bills were never going to be able to match that with their salary cap situation going on. So we'll never really even know how much they were offering because it was nowhere close to that. Um, but yeah, it just makes me curious how, how much the Bills kind of value the middle linebacker position right now. And perhaps did they kind of change their opinion on what they want in that guy? Um, you know, the NFL is going, I don't say going toward, but I mean, just like a Matt Milano, he's, you know, 20 years ago, that guy's never getting a sniff in the NFL. He's too small. Um, but now he's one of the best linebackers in the league. So um, are they looking to maybe add two of those guys and just kind of looking around the, the uh, AFC and going, we got all these, we got all these teams that are going to pass the ball. They got all these backs. They got all these tight ends. They got, 
all these players we have to defend against the pass. I mean, you know, people forget hindsight 2020 Edmund is really good in his fifth year uh, for 80% of his bills career. If my math is correct, the first four years of his career, everyone was wondering if he was worth that fifth year option that the bills picked up on him. He was never really this guy who everyone loved. And he was for sure, you know, the answer at middle linebacker and all this stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know if the bills just ended up not valuing the position as much. I don't know if the bills ended up, changing what mold they want in that guy because for me right now the the favorite coming out of the gate is going to be Terrell Bernard third round pick last year um almost mirrors everything the Bills are doing in Doreen Williams um you know Doreen Williams is going to be an outside weak side linebacker um that's straight from the camel's mouth horse's mouth uh Brandon Bean said he's not going to be a middle linebacker as a rookie. Okay, so you drafted a linebacker. <laughs> Thank you, Brandon. Even though you lost a linebacker and you didn't didn't fill the need, uh, Brandon Bean said. Um, so, yeah, so it's going to be everyone in-house. Everyone who is a backup of Edmonds is going to get a chance to replace Edmonds. Okay, so nobody thought that was better than him um, or could compete with him. Um, but, good yeah, point. it's so good interesting. Point. I don't Something changed there. Everyone, everyone that you thought wasn't good enough to play last year is now going to get a chance to play. So do you not value it enough or are you trying to go in a different direction? And that that's what makes me think it's somewhere in between there. You know, life is lived in those gray areas, if you will. And I think it's something where they wanted someone that was a bit more, I don't want to say athletic than Edmonds because the dude was a freaking six foot five beast getting side to side. The guy was athletic. I'm not saying that, but in terms of defending the pass, he, he, that definitely was not his something strong suit. He got better at it last year, but for again, 80% of his Bill's career, he was not that guy at it. And, you know, maybe they see, maybe they see that in Bernard, maybe he got bigger over the last year because he came in last year, similar again to Dorian Williams. He's not going to back up Edmonds. Can he play in the middle? Well, now a year later, he got a little bit of a quote unquote red shirt year, if you will. In his first season, we didn't see much of him. He played on special teams. That's what Dorian Williams is going to do. He's going to play on special teams as a rookie, get used to the NFL. So I don't know. I'm interested to see that this Terrell Bernard guy got get a little bit bigger. We haven't, we physically have not seen him at all. So I'm interested to see what people say about him. Uh, reports come out like, hey, he's looking a little bit bigger. You know, he's he's taking more snaps out of the middle. And I'm I that is what I'm very interested. I mean, I think most people at this point, I'm not going to say I'm unique in this way, Ryan, but I'm very interested to see what happens at middle linebacker here because it's for me, it's either going to be. Terrell Bernard or uh, Tyrell Dodson. Uh, the other two that are in, quote unquote, the competition, Balen Specter. Respect to the guy. He was a seventh round rookie last year. I'd be I'd be shocked if he won the job. And then you got AJ Klein, who has had good spells as a linebacker in Buffalo, but he 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 had good spells replacing Milano. He did replace Edmonds at a, at a time, but since the Bills cut him in a salary cap move at the beginning of last offseason, he's been on and off the roster. He he spent a cup of coffee, I think, with the Ravens, with the Giants, and then he came back to the Bills. And then you know, Tyrell Dotson was still the backup um, later in the year when Edmonds or Milano weren't out there, so it never was Klein's going back in that number three linebacker role, quote unquote, in the Bills, which is just their top backup because they don't run three linebackers; they have their nickel defense. But yeah, a uh, lot of lots to unpack there. What I just said, uh, but uh, yeah, the, I guess the the long and short of it is is just I don't know what changed in terms of the team's mindset, in terms of the importance of the position, or just how they want that guy to play. Uh, going to be interested. Going to be very interesting to see uh, what happens there. No, it's it's really interesting commentary on it, Nick. I think you covered it really well, and, and Nick also covers it in his uh, 
his seven takeaways from the Bills draft. That's a shameless plug on the Bills wire. Folks should check that out. Good stuff there as always from you, Nick. And and yeah, I think I think middle linebacker can't battle to watch. And we'll be watching what happens between these guys. Uh, how does Terrell Bernard look? How much bigger is he? As he said, uh, is this Tyrell Dodson? Is he gonna? Is is he ready to make the move up? I mean, it wouldn't be the first time an undrafted free agent became a starter, right? So, or a former one, I should say, because he's been in the league for a few years now. Um, we shall see. I, I, I think right now the starting middle linebacker is basically is, is Sean McDermott. <laughs> it's, it's, it's him. It's on yeah, him, Nick. He, he's the. It's he's a defensive guy. It, it's he's got to coach these guys up. I mean, that's it. I think Brandon Bean saying, "Yeah, we're you know we can't have a stud everywhere, and uh, we're going to go with the guys that we have on the roster at middle, roster at middle linebacker." And my head coach is a defensive guy, and he's going to figure it out. I think that's kind of the plan right now. And if that yeah, makes you a little yeah. uneasy as a Bills fan, I don't blame you. But yeah, I mean. Sean McDermott got his got his work. He, um, he is the middle linebacker right now. I think he he is the starter. I, I think that is actually a really good point. I think he's very confident in his abilities as a play caller to put these guys in the right positions to make plays, which is you know good to have confidence. But we'll see. Uh, number one, Tremaine Edmonds, six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds ish. Terrell Bernard, six foot one, two hundred and twenty pounds. So that's the difference, and we're we're, yeah. we're looking at in the linebackers. So about four inches and about. 30 pounds and 30 pounds between me and you is 30 pounds, Ryan. This is 30 pounds of muscle mass on a massive human being. So a little bit of different kind of 30 pounds between Edmonds and Bernard uh, rather than a couple common folks like us. And number two, do you know what today is? Today is Tremaine Edmonds birthday. So happy birthday out in Chicago. Oh, that, nice call there. I did not know that. I was going to say <laughs> I, May 2nd. I, I, <laughs> I did not either. And if anyone's run, wondering, if you go on pro football reference, the website, basically where you get all your stats from for us, professional types um yeah it says happy birthday uh next to his name and his birthday today well, that's so they updated nice. on his birthday to say happy birthday it's <laughs> a nice touch i like that yeah i was I like, like oh, that. okay that's kind of cute <laughs> so so i mean the bills what you're saying nick they're getting smaller at linebacker even smaller mm-hmm. and uh you, you have to worry about how they're going to hold up against the run but i guess you know if teams just want to hand the ball off against you you kind of invite that in today's nfl go ahead run the ball you know, that's fine. We're going to score a lot of points. So if you, you think you can keep up with us running the football, uh, go for it. So we'll, we'll see. You know, maybe Terrell Bernard, he can hold up against the pass. Can he hold up against the run? We'll find out. I don't know. A lot of unknowns there. Lots to unpack, as you said, Nick. We'll have to be watching that in training camp. Um, I do want to get your take on the second round pick. Uh, this uh, massive human being. And talk about uh, big dudes. 6'5", 347 pounds. Uh, this offensive lineman. And Osiris uh, Torrance from Florida. Bills drafted him 59 overall, if I didn't mention that. Uh, played with Anthony Richardson at, at, with the Gators, right? So maybe some fami- mm-hmm. familiarity, Nick, with a quarterback like Josh Allen who might hold the football a little bit longer, extend plays, run with the ball, stuff like that. So, you know, you can see, you know, where it makes sense drafting a player like Torrance. Uh, adding beef and death depth i'm sorry to the o-line it that does feel like a smart move as well right what do you what do you think about this kid and the bills uh going after him in round two yeah interesting uh just a note i kind of said this at the top or before we got on but got on here the bills in in florida is just like such an interesting school they drafted a player from there i can't remember his name sorry in like 1978 and they didn't draft anyone from florida until 2019 both Voshan joseph who was a linebacker again a undersized linebacker, six foot one, who started out as a special teamer, then got injured and kind of just cut, and now you don't hear about him anymore. But that was our first Florida t- player taken in 2019, since like 1978. 
last year, Kyer Elam, Florida. This year, Torrance, Florida. And then Justin Shorter, the wide receiver, also this year, Florida. So the Bills are just like opening up their SEC pocket over here over the last couple of years. Not the worst idea, I guess, you know. I mean, it's 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 a good good college football conference. But, um, yeah, um, the Bills uh, certainly, again, I think they're they're the type of – operation where their actions speak louder than their words because i always you know never believe anything that sean mcdermott says when we speak ryan um but even brandon bean has his moments where he's never going to cut Lashawn mccoy and then he cuts him like two weeks later um right or two months later about uh but uh yeah um the bills and their actions speaking louder than words uh you know you've got connor mcgovern signed you got david edwards signed in in free agency who uh, people are overlooking a little, um, but he didn't win a Super Bowl as a starting offensive lineman, then had a couple of you know concussion issues last year. So I think that's why he came on the cheap to the Bills for one year. So the guy can play as long as he can kind of, you know, figure out that concussion I- issue that he had, which is, of course, easier said than done. And uh, that's not anything I'm saying lightly, uh, especially in the game of football. But um, so those two guys, pretty good. Uh, you got uh, now a second round pick, Torrance, who a lot of people were mocking to the Bills in the first round. Uh, not the second round. They they were mocking him in the first round. So the guy's got some talent. Considered kind of the best guard prospect. Um, guard, though, kind of goes like running back where people don't always take it in the first round. All those first round offensive linemen you usually see are tackles, which, of course, makes sense. Can't have your quarterback getting hit out there. But, yeah, the Bills really, really wanted to, I, to my knowledge, I think this is the first time since 2017 where the Bills, when McDermott and when Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean came to town, this what happened is they signed offensive lineman after offensive lineman after offensive lineman didn't spend a lot. This is the first time they're kind of spending on offensive lineman, a second round pick. They've done the second round pick Deion Dawkins, Cody Ford, mixed results. Um, and they draft, uh, I think the best offensive lineman, unfortunately that the bills have drafted since 2017 is Wyatt Teller. Who's now an all pro with the Browns bills kind of got rid of him. And then all of a sudden he's, Oh, whoops. He's actually really good. Um, so, uh, yeah, they just all in all said, I mean, in that 2017 year, they just added a bunch of offensive linemen and said, all right, uh, let's go. Best ones, best five are out there uh, week one, and let's see who it is. And that's kind of what they're lining up again to do. I mean, they Bills seriously wanted to improve the interior of their offensive line, um, which probably a good idea. I mean, you got what's a, Christian Wilkins in, in Miami. You got uh, Quinn Williams down in, uh, in, in New York, and uh, you – you can tell me who the – I know the Patriots have one too, Ryan. Who, who am I thinking of? They're a good defensive tackle, defensive lineman. Uh, they, they needed to uh, they need to beef up out up front in front of Josh Allen, especially in the interior. And, boy, I didn't even mention Ryan Bates. He's the returning guy. They, Roger Saffold's out, but Ryan Bates is in. He's still there too. They just re-signed him last year to a four-year contract. But it's it's going to be best man wins in the middle there, and I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, see who who wins that because the Bills definitely needed some better play in front of Josh Allen. We want we want Josh Allen to throw the tight end. I just want Josh Allen to stand up too. Yeah, a, a lot of beef, a lot of beef in the AFC East too. The Patriots have you're probably thinking of Devon Godshaw, their nose tackle, but yeah. they Dietrich Wise is yeah. also a beast, um, and they got Lawrence Guy. He's huge, and you got Matthew Judon yeah. coming off the edge. The Patriots have Judon. a lot of beef. Yep. Yeah, a lot they of got beef. a good defense. All everyone around the AFC, and then you know that's just the AFC East. I mentioned. You also got Chris Jones out with the Chiefs. You know, you got other right. good. Of course, the AFC is known for their quarterbacks right now. It is a quarterback league, but a lot of good defensive linemen that the Bills are facing, and they're uh, you know lining up with Roger Saffold there last year, and you know Ryan Bates left a little bit of something to to be desired as well. So yeah, Bills Bills beefed up, and and when they took Torrance, I was like, 
okay, wow, they're really they're really wanting to be better on the offensive line, which is great. Um, I I thought Devin Singletary kind of sometimes got uh got a little bit of the short end of the stick because I didn't think the blockers in front of him were were very very good for most of his four year career with the Bills. So yeah, let's uh let's see what happens here. And uh, like I said, I think it's going to be best five men that win, um, other than probably Deion Dawkins since he's there. I think pretty easily he's the everyone man. says Deion Dawkins is their best offensive lineman. Other than that, we'll see. Yeah, he's the man. So I think as the draft was playing out and your, you know, whatever app you use, whatever, you know, whoever you're watching or, you know, people will give their takes on what's going on with the Bills. And I think when they drafted Dalton Kincaid, they trade up for him in round one, Nick. They then they land uh Torrance in the second round. It's like, oh, they're getting help for Josh Allen. Getting help for more help for Josh Allen, right? That's what we kept hearing during the mm-hmm. draft. I think that's something that we all wanted. We want we want help for Josh Allen. Then they end up trading back uh, and then drafting the kid shorter from Florida, the wide receiver, Justin Shorter in round five, 150 overall. So more more help for Josh Allen, even though he's not probably short. Yeah, not yeah, Yaxi Moron, as you wrote in your takeaways, right? Not short at all. <laughs> he's, he's not six, short. Six four. They're kinda kind of saying that he might be a tight end eventually or something. But I oh, mean, here I think we go. really regardless is what they're looking at is they they want a good red zone option and a you know, a, a six foot five guy who was actually uh the little nugget on him. There is talent there. Correct me, if, uh, I apologize if I'm wrong, but I think it's 2018. He was the 2018 recruiting class in high school. I don't know if you've heard of Jamar Chase. I don't know if you've heard of Jalen Waddell. I have. Uh, he was the number. He was the number one rated guy out of that 2018 recruiting class. Justin Shorter, not okay. Jamar Chase. That's pretty interesting. Not, not Jalen Waddell. That's Those a good nugget. Pretty good names that at one point people were like, "Hold on a second, this guy's pretty good." So I mean, a fifth round pick on that guy. All right, you, you got me. You, you sold. Sold me there. I didn't know who he was uh, last Wednesday, uh, last Thursday. Heck, last Friday. He was a day three pick. I didn't know who this guy was. But after reading up on him, I think this is, uh, yeah, that's pretty pretty good value in that guy. But, yes, more weapons for Josh Allen, uh, and especially shorter, at least in the uh, in the red zone. That's a big boy. We got another big boy in Kincaid. And, uh, yeah, help out, help out our boy Josh. Helping out Josh, which is a big thing. I think, you know, when we talked to – it wasn't just our preview episode we did a couple of weeks ago before the draft, Nick. It was it's all along. We were saying all along this offseason that the Bills need a little bit more on offense, specifically a weapon. So here here's the kind of one of my main questions too I wanted to throw at you uh, for this episode, this like post draft show. Uh should these moves, right? You know, landing a huge, massive human being guard, actually doubling down a guard, if you count what they did later on in the draft, right? Uh, getting a couple guards, drafting this tight end in the first round, moving up to get him, obviously targeting that player. That's the player they wanted, made him the first tight end drafted. Uh, then they pick up this kid, Justin Shorter, who might have some potential. He doesn't drop the football. If you look at his stats, stats are going to blow you away at Florida. But again, you know, Florida, I don't know what kind of offense they're running. You know, Richardson runs a lot, their quarterback. So uh, how much opportunity? Who knows? We do know that he doesn't drop the football, which is, which is a good sign, especially if you're going to target him in the red zone. But are these moves enough to satiate the fan base, right? Nick, like this fan base that's been clamoring for another offensive weapon, this fan base that we mentioned DeAndre Hopkins earlier, clamoring for a move like that, Odell Beckham Jr., just whatever, whatever, you throw the name out there, right? Like, 
does Dalton Kincaid and the moves the Bills made, does this satiate the fan base in your opinion? Like, what do you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, with Kincaid, for sure, I think that, you know, it's kind of a what have you done for me lately league, uh, right, with the NFL, week to week league. You know, one week the Bills are winning the Super Bowl, the next they somehow lose to the Jets. Um, but uh, it's, it's, yeah, what have you done for me lately? And I think until the preseason comes around and I don't even think the preseason, to be honest with you, how much are they going to play Josh Allen in the preseason at this point? Not hopefully, a lot. Hopefully Maybe not like a, lot. a series. Yeah. Hopefully none really. Does he need it? Not really. No, uh, he's he doesn't. Good enough. He doesn't. So I think until September, I think this fan base is going to, you know, sit on their hands and, uh, you know, just, just, just wait and see. I mean, if they, if they can get DeAndre Hopkins, it's easier said than done. That'd be great. Um, but, you know, at this point, the Bills did load up on some extra. I think they might, depending on how the com- – I mean, nobody really – compensatory picks in the NFL are the weirdest thing, aren't they? It's like people are like – every single time I explain it, it's – it's. I mean, I write, write it explaining it. It's like, well, it works kind of like this, we're pretty sure. Like it's just some kind of like some guys in some office some handing out some picks. But <laughs> I'm uh, not smart enough pretty- to have any idea, Nick. So I just yeah, – just yeah, it's, whatever you it's, tell it's, me on Bills done- Wire is what I take as gospel. Yeah, it's 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 like, you know, okay, so the Bills lost Edmonds, so they might be getting an extra third round pick. Like maybe is that DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know, maybe. Um they loaded up on a couple of late picks for next year. So next year I think here's my hot take of, you know, May second of twenty twenty three. They're probably gonna trade up in twenty twenty four. I mean, they might have ten draft picks. So, you know, they're gonna going to probably get up a next year's draft. If not, maybe we use one of those on DeAndre Hopkins. But until now, until then, until September, I mean, I think, I think the bill's got plenty of, plenty of playmakers around Josh Allen. And I think really is what's going to help is plays are going to be made because this offensive line is going to be better too. I, I mean, people just overlook that so much. I mean, it is the sexy position out there that Stefan Diggs is catching a hundred, hundred balls a year and Josh Allen's jumping over linebackers, but really it's all about giving that, that boy time to work in the pocket. And uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's uh, an improved play from the offensive line. I think a lot of that is also going to depend upon uh, Spencer Brown as well. Uh, that's kind of the only spot on the offensive line where it's like, I don't know at this point, best man comes out on top, but we'll see. Um, they're kind of just rolling back with him again uh, at this rate, but Anyways, yeah, I think that this better play from the offensive line in the end is gonna gonna show people that okay, the Bills the Bills do have some t- some some potential here to be even more of an explosive offense. But of course, that just brings my sad mind around to well, can they stop enough people with nobody to replace Jermaine Edmonds? So we'll see. It's a huge we'll question see. mark. You're right. Yeah. No right tackle yeah. was another spot we did talk about at length when we were getting ready for the draft. Um, another big position of need we thought. Um, you know, you could, you could, could have drafted a right tackle, um, you know, or an offensive tackle, I should say early in the draft. And you probably have a competition with Spencer Brown right away, but, uh, they didn't do that. They draft Dalton Kincaid. I'm not going to bitch about it. I've been bitching nonstop about the bills needing more playmakers for Allen. They drafted him a guy. They targeted a guy, drafted him, Nick, and they added some, you know, beef to the offensive line, some depth there. And maybe Josh Allen can, you know, catch the football, look down the field, not have to spin immediately out of there and run away like with pressure coming right up his right, right into yeah. his face. So that could yeah. help. That could help. They, they double down on guard. So hopefully these things uh, play to the bill's favor. We'll find out again. It's, it's going to take us a, a you know, few months to figure that out, but we'll get there eventually, Nick. I think another, and let's leave it here. I think another 
little storyline maybe entering the draft is would the Bills go running back at any point in this draft? Would they go running back early? Jameer Gibbs was a player that I thought was kind of rumored. If you believe the rumors, the, the rumor, it was swirling a little bit that the Bills might be interested in Gibbs, but the Lions said, no, thank you. We're going to take him way too early inside the top 15. <laughs> You're not, nobody's getting this guy. We want him. So the Lions take Gibbs off the board. Would the Bills have gone running back instead of tight end? Did they just want to get a playmaker? Who knows? That's a question for another day. But they did not draft a running back at all. And instead, they sign a veteran in Latavius Murray, Nick. So a one-year deal for Murray. He is now paired with Damian Harris, James Cook, Naheem Hines. You add Murray to that group. I think they're rock solid at uh, running back. This Not linebacker. I think they're rock solid at running back heading into the season. I think they're pretty set there for 2023. And I'm not... I do like the draft a running back on day three thing early on day three. I think that's a good mm-hmm. strategy, but the bills didn't do it this year. They didn't have a ton of picks and I'm good with it. I'm really happy with where their running back room is this year. And they could, they could always draft a running back with one of their 10 picks next season. So, uh, yeah. but what do you think about the Murray signing? We'll leave it here. Yeah. Um, interesting to see if all four of those guys, I can see world where all four of those guys, uh, Damien Harris, James Cook, Naheem Hines, and uh, Latavius Murray stick around. Um, they all bring kind of a different element. But the one thing they don't is the Bills have rostered three to four running backs over the past X amount of years, I, I, probably since 2017. Taiwan Jones has had two spells with the Bills. Um, I don't have his stats in front of me about when he was with the Bills, but he was at least the last three years or so. And he was always like their de facto fourth running back, but he was just a special teamer. So it's like, you know, the Bills, they're looking to get this. Are they now changing their emphasis in the running? Kind of like how I was saying with the middle linebacker position, are they changing their emphasis on it now? And they're going to maybe instead of having Taiwan Jones in as that number four guy, three guy who's basically just a special teamer and there just in case to be running back. Are they going to change their minds and go, oh, okay, never mind. We, we really, we need to get four running backs in there that bring something different to the table. Um, Cause that's kind of what you have, if you will. I mean, you got Damien Harris, a, a good early round back. Um, James Cook can catch the ball. And I think they're going to, I think we're going to probably see a little bit more of a running out of him too this year as a, as a second former second round pick. Um, and then, you know, Naheem Hines, is he going to be flexed out at his receiver more? Because if you remember, yes, the Bills did, you know, take Kincaid to play in the slot. But at the end of the end of the uh, uh, season, I think it was McDermott's presser, if, it's, if I'm not mistaken. But either McDermott or Bean, one of them, outwardly said, I don't know why we didn't use Naheem Hines more. So that's kind of a sign that that's Great question. probably happen. Um, and then, uh, yeah, for uh, Murray, I mean, he's six foot three and just let's look at the frame like we are with Terrell Bernard. Uh, maybe a, a little bit of a short, short yardage specialist that they kind of have always wanted, but never really got super good success out of it. I mean, you had Frank Gore, who was just kind of the, the ageless wonder who did kind of do a decent job at that. But then, you know, Zach Moss was brought in. He never really got the job done there. Um, this past year, they didn't even really try to have that guy. They, they really just had Allen back there and, uh, you know, the five foot five or whatever, Devin Singletary, along with James Cook, who's not going to pull anyone over either. So, yeah, I think that they're kind of gearing up to have a little bit of a Swiss Army knife of a couple players that they can trot out in their backfield. Um, yeah, it's going to be going to be interesting. I, I, I'm curious to see, you know, Murray, I don't think he's guaranteed for the roster, but I think I can definitely see in in both both ways. I mean, he's definitely a, a more of that 
you know, bell cow kind of guy. And maybe he's, you know, with the king rules and the practice squad situation, maybe they try to slide him there and just kind of call him up on game day early sure. in the year and, yep. and go from there. Um, cause, cause Damian Harris can get those short yardage, you know, situations as well. But you know, you, you, you when you only have one of them, you know, Damian Harris goes down, then, then what the hell are you going to do? You're going to have Naheem Hines go out there to get the short yardage. I don't think so. Uh, you'd rather have Latavius Murray out there to get the short yardage. So, yeah, very interesting uh, Swiss Army knife of running backs in the backfield for the Bills. Certainly don't hate it. Um, but, yeah, at 33, we'll see what, what Murray can bring. And, you know, it, it just looking at that room, right? I mean, you got kind of like the smaller, shifty guy in, in James Cook, and you got more of a receiver in Hines. And, you know, just like looking at all their statures next to each other, you're, you're, you'd kind of be – if you didn't know who, who these guys were, you'd be like, you guys all play the same position? What? Yeah, you know? it's it's a good room. I like it a lot. I think they're set. And yeah, Murray's definitely. I mean, he he you know was a free agent until after the draft. He's one of these guys, older guy, veteran player. You could definitely stick him on the uh, the practice squad. Um, and, you know, he did interestingly show last year. He still got it though too. Yeah, he's always kind of played in a little bit of a rotation for a lot of his career too, mm-hmm. right? He's mm-hmm. had like a season or two like last year where he finally got out there to be be more of a. Um, more of the number one guy because he, you know, he ended up uh, ended up going to Denver, who just needed a running back at one point. But he did pretty well. Did pretty well. And and I think people will root for him because he's uh, he went to school at Syracuse. He's from the Syracuse area, which is it's kind of you know connected to Buffalo. Um, interestingly, the Syracuse area, um, at least when I lived there a while ago, ten plus year, ten years ago or so. Uh, they still kind of had a, a faction of Eagles fans in that area. Not, it's not super far from Philadelphia. Philadelphia, excuse me, but also that that one guy named Donovan McNabb was playing for the Eagles for a very long time, and he went to that school named Syracuse as well. So maybe maybe Latavius Murray can also get some <laughs> Eagles turned Bills fans. But then again, you know the Eagles are doing pretty well currently too. So uh, yeah, he'll be he'll be Latavius Murray being a little bit of a local ish product. will be a Pretty pretty cool if he uh, ends up, uh, you know, maybe finishing his career with the Bills next year. I like it. I like the running back room. Uh, you know, wide receiver. We'll see. You know, I was kind of hoping for a little bit something more. But Brandon Bean, he, he didn't lie to us, Nick. He said he wasn't going to make a big splashy move at wide receiver, and so far he hasn't done it. So fine, fine. We'll have to live with Dalton Kincaid. I can I can take it for now. We'll see. We'll see how it looks in September. Uh, but I guess now, man, now. Now schedule day. We're we're looking forward to schedule day. Is that right? That's what we're. That's the next thing on the schedule that we're looking forward to. Yeah, you know the NFL, Ryan. They always got a Schefter had it the other day. I think it's going to be May tenth, eleventh, twelfth. I think it was eleventh. It's, it's late next week. Yeah. The schedule is going to be released. So, yeah, fun, fun. Uh, look for that at Bill's Wire. Of course, we'll have that. We'll be right on top of it as usual. And um, yeah, uh, then we'll we'll have all our content that follows who are the toughest matchups for the bills what's the best game to go to um and all that fun stuff you know that may that may kind of content you know mayish content that we gotta gotta get up there on bills wire but you know it makes for fun speculation what games are gonna be fun you never know i remember last year i was saying that this that Bengals game and is gonna be a big one of course with what happened in that game uh was scary enough where it was a big one but on paper going into it i was like I told you guys the Bengals are going to be good. I said it last May when the schedule came out. The Bengals are going to be good again. And everyone's overlooking, oh, when do we play the Chiefs? When do we play whoever? No, it was the Bengals game. And that was going to be a huge game. But, uh, yeah, and it ended up being a huge game in, in the playoffs too. But uh, 
we'll we'll see how that changes this year. Plenty plenty more of that uh, to come at Billsmeyer. Yeah, plenty to come. You know, the the Jets games get more interesting with Aaron Rodgers there now, obviously too, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, there'll be a a lot to pick through. Looking forward to that um, as always. So for Dick Wotan, I'm Ryan O'Leary. We appreciate you, and we will catch you next time on the podcast. Talk to you then. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.